Science Chapter 20 Das Gunas Problem Solved by Kaka's Maid Servant In this chapter Hemant Pant describes how Das Gunas problem was solved by Kaka Said Dikshit's maid servant Preliminary God was originally formless he assumed a form for the sake of bhaktas with the help of maya he played the part of an actor in big drama of the universe let us remember and visualize shri sai let us go to shirdi and see carefully the program after the noon aarti after the aarti ceremony was over sai used to come out of the masjid and standing on its edge distribute udi to the devotees with very kind gracious and loving looks the bhaktas also got up with equal fervor clasped his feet and had bliss of udi baba passed handfuls of udi into palms of devotees and marked their foreheads with udi with his own hands the love he bore for them in his heart was boundless then he addressed the bhaktas Oh bhav go home to take your lunch lunch you anna go to your lodging you bapu enjoy your meal in this way he accosted each and every devotee and sent them home even now you can have the pleasure of this sights if you bring into play your imagination now bringing sai in our mental vision let us meditate on him from his feet upwards to his face prostrating yourself before him humbly lovingly reverentially ishaupnishad daskunu once started to write a marathi commentary on ishaupnishad let us first give a brief idea of the upnishad before proceeding further it is called mantra upnishad as it is embodied in the mantras of vedic sanhita it constitutes the last or the 48th chapter of vansanjya sanhita yajurveda and it is therefore called vansanjya sanho sanhita upanishad being embodied in vedic sanhitas this is regarded as superior to all other upanishads which are in the brahmanayaks aryanayaks explanatory treatises on mantras and rituals not only this other upanishads are considered to be commentaries on the truths mentioned briefly in the isha upanishad for instance the biggest upanishad viz bridhanayak upanishad is considered by pandit satvavalkar to be a running commentary on isha upanishad professor r d rade ranade the upanishad says the upanishad is quite a small upanishad and yet it contains many facts which show an extraordinary piercing insight within the short and compass of 18 verses it gives a valuable mystical description of atma a description of the ideal sage who stands unruffled in the midst of temptation and sorrows and adumbration of doctrine doctrine of karma yoga as later formulated 
the most valuable idea that lies at the root of the Upanishad is that of a logical synthesis between the two opposites of knowledge and work, which are both required according to the Upanishad to be annulled in a higher synthesis. In other place, he says that poetry of the Upanishad, Isha Upanishad, is a commixture of moral, mystical and metaphysical knowledge. From the brief description given above about this Upanishad, one can see how difficult it is to translate this Upanishad in a vernacular language and bring out its exact meaning. Daskunu translated it in Marathi, Ovi meter, verse by verse. But as he did not comprehend the gist or essence of the Upanishad, he was not satisfied with his performance. On being dissatisfied, he consulted some learned men regarding this, his doubts and difficulties and discussed it with them at a great length. They did not solve them nor did they give him any rational and satisfactory explanation. So Dasguna was little restless over this matter. Sadguru only competent and qualified to explain. As we have seen, this Upanishad is quince of the Vedas. It is the science of self-realization. It is the site or the weapon which can rest asunder the bondage of life and death and make us free. Therefore, he thought that he who has himself attained self-realization can give him can only give him the true or correct interpretation of the Upanishad. When nobody could satisfy Dasguna, he resolved the, to consult Sai Baba about this. When he got an opportunity to go to Shirdi, he saw Sai Baba, prostrated himself before him and mentioned his difficulties about the Isha Upanishad and requested him to give the correct solution. Sai Baba blessed him and said, You need not be anxious. There is no difficulty about the matter. The maid servant of Kaka, Kaka Sahib Dikshit, will solve your doubts at Ville Parle on your way home. The people who were present there had heard this and thought Baba was joking and said, How can an illiterate maid servant solve difficulties of this mystic nature? But Dasguna thought otherwise. He was sure that whatever Baba spoke must come true, as Baba's word was the decree of Brahma Almighty. Kaka's maid servant. Fully believing Baba's word, he left Shedi and came to Ville Parle, a suburb of Mumbai, and stayed with Kaka Shai Dixit. There, the next day, when Daskunu was enjoying his morning nap, some say when he was engaged in worship, he heard a poor girl singing a beautiful song in clear and melodious voice. The theme of the song was a crimson-colored sari. How nice it was! How fine was its embroidery! How beautiful were its border, etc. He liked the song so much that he came out and saw that it was being sung by a young girl. The sister of Namya, who was a servant of Kakasai. The girl was cleaning vessels and had only a torn rag on her person. 
on seeing her impoverished condition and her happy temperament dasgunu felt pity for her and when rao bahadur mb pradhan gave him a pair of dotas the next day he requested him to give a sari to the poor little girl also rao bahadur bought a good shirdi small sari and presented it to her like a stout person getting delicious dishes to eat her joy knew no bounds next day she wore the new sari and out of great joy and merriment whirled and danced around and played fagudi with other girls the following day she kept the new sari in her box at home and came in old and torn rags but she looked as merry as she was the previous day on seeing this dasgunu's pity transferred into admiration he thought the girl being poor had to wear a torn rag but now she had the new sari which she kept in the reserve and putting an old rag strutted about showing no trace of sorrow or dejection thus he realized that all our feelings of pain and pleasure depend upon the attitude of our mind on thinking deeply over this incident he realized a man ought to enjoy whatever god has bestowed on him in the firm conviction that he besets everything from all sides and that whatever is bestowed on him by god must be for his good in this particular case the impoverished condition of the poor girl her torn rag and new sari the donor the doni and the deal were all part of lord and pervaded by him here dasguna got a practical de- demonstration of the lesson of the upanishad the lesson of contentment with one's own lot in the belief that whatever happens is ordained by god and is ultimately good for us unique method of teaching from the above incident the reader will see that baba's method was unique and varied though baba never left shirdi he sent some to machigad some to kolapur or solapur for practicing sadhnas to some he appeared in his usual form to some he appeared in waking or dream states day or night and satisfied their desires it is impossible to describe all the methods that baba used in imparting instructions to his bhaktas in this particular case he sent dasgunu to vileparle where he got his problem solved through the maid servant to those who say that it was not necessary to send away dasgunu and that baba could have personally taught him we say that baba followed right or the best course or how else could dasgunu learn a great lesson that a poor maid servant and her sari were provided by the lord now we close this chapter with another beautiful extract about the upanishad the ethics of upanishad one of the main features of isha upanishad is the ethical advice it offers and it is interesting to note that the ethics of the upanishads are definitely based on the metaphysical position given in it the very opening words of the upanishad tell us that god pervades everything as a corollary from this metaphysical position the ethical advice it offers is that a man ought to enjoy whatever god bestows on him in firm belief 
that as he pervades everything, whatever is bestowed on him by God must be good. It follows naturally that the Upanishad forbids us from coveting any other man's property. In fact, we are fittingly taught here a lesson of contentment with one's own lot and in belief that whatever happens is divinely ordained and hence it is good for us. Another moral advice is that man just spend his lifetime always doing action, specifically karmas enjoyed and joined in shastras with resignation to his will. Inactivity according to this Upanishad would be the canker of the soul. It is only when a man spends his lifetime in doing actions in this manner that he can hope to attain the ideal of Nishkarma. Finally, the text goes on to say that a man who sees all beings in self and sees the self as existing in all beings in fact, for whom all beings and everything that exists have become the self. How can such a man suffer from infatuation? What ground would such a man have for grief? Lothman, infatuation and grief verily proceed from our not being able to see the Atma in all beings. But a man who realizes oneness of all things for whom everything has become the self must ipso facto cease to be affected by the common foibles of humanity. The Creative Period by Masses Balvekar and Renade. Bow to Shri Sain. Peace to all. Jai Sain.